It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we are back. Welcome to the Playground Rules Playoff Conference Finals Edition. I mean, technically, but we are in this weird stretch where it's like four days with no games. I know. It's a real... It's, it's dark. That's it's good, because I'm pretty busy right now, so hopefully I can edit it uh, before Saturday. You got a lot going on? Yeah, man. You know, I'm training for a new position at work, uh, plus it's Beta Breakers this week, which is uh, historically our second uh, busiest day behind uh, Cinco de Mayo. Well, we both know you didn't work Cinco de Mayo, so I'm sure I, you're I working Beta work Breakers. I worked the morning. You worked that morning? Yeah. You are an excellent friend. Thank you. I thought you yeah. knew that. Yeah, no, I worked. I didn't I didn't I didn't realize that. I got out and I literally went home, put on nice shoes, threw a blazer and a shirt on and, and ran right to Brian's car and drove to your wedding. Wow. That is people, that is incredible. This is a man who knows how to be a good friend. <laughs> uh so I was thinking today, Herb, if you'll indulge me sure, again. Sure. You already indulged me before. Uh in our pre basketball discussion, I would like to I have like a few things to say. About my beloved Seattle Mariners. Oh boy! <laughs> so so let, yeah, let's yeah. Let's, let's, let's go through this though because this was like a shockingly a, a very Mariners week for me. I, so I was going to talk about this on the podcast. The the good news had we talked about it on the podcast last week, this would be somewhat less dramatic. But like I forgot last week, or, or with your brother here, we didn't really have time. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the wonderful feeling of uh, James Paxton getting a. No hitter, the first Canadian to get a no hitter in Canada for my beloved Mariners, and how you know the pitching's been really great, historic, and the team is historic performance. Historic performance, and the team was kind of surprising, folks. And you know, I was hearing them mentioned on podcasts talking about possible playoff teams, and uh, and I was just like, man, this is awesome. And then, of course. <laughs> Of course, yep. the uh, the bottom fell right out when uh, when when franchise player, uh, former Yankee, former Yankee Robinson Cano, who was having, by the way, a phenomenal year mm-hmm. so far, mm-hmm. uh, suspended by the league. He was on the DL anyway. He broke his his uh, his wrist. Now I can't remember. Um, he broke something. He was going to be on the DL for a few weeks anyway, but sub, sub, suspended by the league for eighty games. For a banned substance, which, by the way, the rule here is, so he claims that it was a perfectly reasonable medical thing that some that doctors use that he got in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But part of the rule for baseball is that, that you only get the 80-game suspension if they can prove to the arbiter that you intended to use it as a steroid masking agent. So, and so he presented his appeal. the truth, or do you think this is... Well, he presented his appeal and was denied. Yeah. So I don't know. I also know that today, I, um, Mark ex teammate Mark Teixeira said that he was quote unquote not surprised. He wow. said, "Yeah, I don't really want to get into too much detail. I love Robbie. I'm just not surprised." Wow. So uh, I mean, and as, as this article says, under the sports drug policy, a player is not automatically suspended for use of a diuretic unless baseball can prove he intended to use it. As a masking agent. And I know that, like, the sports fan in me should, like, cowboy up and be like, the world's against us. I believe Robinson Cano. But I don't believe anyone anymore when it comes to steroids. It's like, I don't really care that much about steroids, but I do not believe anyone. This is like, we've crossed a line here where, like, I can't, you know, this isn't someone attacking, you know, a, a beloved member of my franchise for something I can defend. I can't defend this. Like, I just assume that everyone who gets caught is 100% guilty and a lot of people who don't get caught, right? Sure, sure. So I have to believe that he did this, and I'm just really, really bummed about it. And, uh, you know, it's just, it is absolutely a... And by the way, I think I told you this uh, over text that when it, when, it, when it was announced, he's also um, uh, ineligible for the postseason. Uh-huh. Should should the Mariners be so fortunate as to get there for the first time in 17 years? And and secondly, there was also an article on the front page of ESPN, like the, that day, the next day, 
drug ban a crushing blow to Robinson Cano's Hall of Fame case. Mm. And uh, there are not a lot of Mariners in the Hall of Fame with Mariners hats on. And he might not have been either because he, he was with the Yankees for a while. But uh, that is also a... I was really looking forward to having that fight with uh, with the Yankees. you got to think so, that in order to... Uh, hang on, i got to adjust my mic. I've actually started the podcast using my internal mic. Uh, so it's mm. going to sound bad. But fortunately, oh, you were talking for most of that. So it's all good. Most of that time, yeah. Yeah. Um, you would have to think that he'd have to do a little bit more with the Mariners to to make a case that if he were to go into the Hall of Fame, it would be as a Mariner. Obviously, uh, no one who's suspended for steroids goes into the Hall of Fame. But no, I think he would have had to do it, but it would have been a. F- I, I think I would have lost that argument. Uh huh. But I was looking forward to having it. Who's the last Mariner that was inducted to the Hall of Fame? Uh, as far as I know, it was Griffey. Wow. Wow. I mean, if we look at the if we look at the Seattle Mariners. And if you look at their their Wikipedia page, and I'm I'm pulling it up right now because it'll be a really easy list. It's kind of uh, de- depressing. Sure, actually. Sure. Uh, the uh, Hall of Fame. Let's see here. Baseball Hall of Famers. Uh, so they have this thing at the bottom that shows um, uh, all the people who played on the Mariners who are who were on the who were in the Hall of Fame. Uh huh. And then it bolds anyone who is wearing the Mariners cap. Okay. Right, so there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people associated with the Mariners uh, on the in the Hall of Fame. Of those, only one is wearing a Mariners cap, Griffey, and that is Ken Griffey Jr. Wow. Now, Randy Johnson uh, is wearing his Diamondbacks cap, but the Hall of Fame recognized that the Mariners were his primary team. He won the World Series with the Diamondbacks, right? Exactly, yeah. but he was with the Mariners for longer and and did a lot of uh, made, made his name and 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 kind of his bones with the Mariners. Now. I assume that Ichiro will eventually go into the Hall of Fame as a Mariner. Yeah, you um, would imagine, sure. And if we ever get uh, um, Edgar Martinez in, he'll probably be a Mariner as well. I mean, he would definitely be a Mariner. I, I think he'll eventually get in the Hall of Fame someday. But, like, this is not, you know, we, and I, like you said, I think Cano probably would have gone in with the Yankees hat on. But I was, like, looking forward to telling the Yankees fans why the 2009 title was tainted because of steroids a-rod uh-huh. can't do that anymore no nope. you know no your high horse so is, uh, you got to take it my high horse has been taken <laughs> exactly my high horse is mr ed and is long dead wow so yeah i went dark with there because i'm in a dark mood man like this is really really awful now so you know yeah this is first of all my condolences uh thank you it's yeah it's just, you know some franchises in all sports just seem to have the worst luck, you know, like nothing ever works out for them. And uh, yeah. the Mariners are definitely one of those teams historically. Um, yes, yes, without a doubt. I, I've always had a weird feeling about this, where like it seems like the litigation of uh, substance abuse in professional baseball is really inconsistent, and you just get these like occasional sacrificial lambs. Agreed. I'm not pro-steroid or anything like that, but it's very frustrating to see it how how it is uh, uh, in how the drug policy is enforced. You know, because you know there's so many people that are getting away with it, and the franchises are not affected, and the player legacies aren't affected, and I don't know, like. It's obviously a complicated issue, and we're not baseball experts, but uh, I, I really wish it was it happened differently. Um, I, again, I am not pro-steroids, to be uh, explicitly clear. See, I'm hearing that you're pro-steroids, <laughs> and you wish everyone would use them. I just feel like it's just like it's really kind of a bummer, you know? Um, yeah. You know, and it's not like Cano looked like A-Rod. I mean, A-Rod was obviously... Super juiced. I, His entire career. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It really stinks. Um, it's just, it really stinks. I, so go ahead. Is there still hope that you guys can be competitive? You know, what, one player does not a baseball team make. is. Uh, no, I, I, I definitely think there is. I mean, I was already sort of expecting uh, this season to be like the last few where the Mariners are relatively competitive for most of the first half of the season and then break my heart in some inexplicable way in the second half of the season. Uh, right now, um, we are just out of the third wild card. The thing is, the American League this year is kind of like stacked, uh, pretty, 
well, it's stacked at the top. Like, it, it, so basically, like the Yankees and the Red Sox are both going to make the playoffs. Probably everyone else in the AL. I mean, let's assume that everything kind of continues as it has. All right. Yeah. And then obviously that's that's dumb because that's not how baseball works. But let's just pretend it. it, it does. Okay. So the Yankees and the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. No one else in the AL East has a chance. Astros the are Cleveland definitely going to make the playoffs. The Indians are going to win the Central, and no one else is going to come close. The Astros are definitely going to make the playoffs, which leaves uh, one more wild card. And the expectation is that the Angels and Mariners would be sort of fighting it out for that mm-hmm. second wild card spot. Because right now, the Mariners are half a game behind the Angels. So you need all the help um, you can get. So this is what I'm saying. is like we were At best, we were going to kind of be in a playoff game situation, most likely. Uh-huh. Um, because, I mean, the, the Yankees and the Red Sox are just like destroying the league. The Central is just awful, so Cleveland is winning by a game and a half while being exactly 500, <laughs> and, uh, and and no one's coming near the Astros, you know. So, um, uh, by the way, as a random aside, I am going to the, a Mariners game uh, on um, on uh, on Sunday. In Seattle? In Seattle. Oh, that's fun. That's why you can't go to the Weird Al show. That is why I cannot go to the Weird Al show, as I will be seeing... And actually, it's... it's uh, who are they playing? Hold on. It's... Um, what day is Sunday? This is compelling the 20th. radio. The twentieth of uh, May. May, they will be playing Detroit. Ooh! So um, I think that we have a good chance at winning that one. So that should be fun. And then we come uh, to Oakland for three games. Also, probably a good series for us. You're gonna Actually, go check next, out one of those games. Oh, that would uh, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, that'd be cool. But anyway, um, so. Uh, so I think we we will probably have the same season I expected us to have, but but if you're going to get down to that, if your whole season is going to come down to a potential game one sixty three, right? Mm-hmm. You really want Robinson Cano for sure, yeah, yeah. And I guess maybe he's eligible for that game, just not the playoffs. Should we make it? So maybe is maybe the we'll wild just... card game not considered a playoff game? It must be, right? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. So so yeah. So so I think <sighs> you know. Unfortunately, I'm. I seem somewhat doomed to have the same baseball season I've had for 17 years now, which is (laughs) that it's over pretty quick. I'm confused. So I assumed he was not eligible for the playoffs because it's an 80-game suspension, but he's on the DL, and typically those suspensions uh, don't go into effect. It does include – no, it does include his DL time. Okay. But he is ineligible due to that ban to play in the postseason. Weird. It's kind of like if a a team in the NCAA can't play in the tournament, I think. Uh Uh-huh. It's like you should not be rewarded at any point. It's weird that he can play at all. I know it is weird. I agree that it's weird. That's very strange uh, to me. It is odd, but that is the rules, yeah. and you know I don't make baseball. Baseball is uh, so hardcore. It's, yeah. it's no wonder it's the sport that all the kids love. <laughs> baseball very popular among young yeah, people. I very think. popular <laughs> among young people. <laughs> By the way, can you name the best top to bottom division in baseball right now? It's not the AL East. It is not because after the top two teams, it 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 dives down pretty quickly. I'm saying one to five best best uh, division. Is it right the AL West? It is the NL East. The NL East. So the Mets, Phillies, uh, the Marlins, the Nationals, and the Braves. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. So only the Marlins have a sub 500 record. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I guess you could also say the AL the NL Central is pretty good too. Um, uh, but, I, but but technically the Marlins have won one extra game, so I'm going to give it to the NL East. But yeah, yeah, that is very impressive. Uh, I would agree. Cool. We uh, we got my mom for Mother's Day uh, seats, uh, Green Monster seats at Fenway Park. I heard that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that game happened? No, it's. I think it's coming up this weekend. I'm not 100 mm. percent sure. Well, I am very excited for your mother. I have never gotten to go to Fenway, but I know my parents have been on the field. Ooh. They went to some event there where they got to just hang out. Very nice. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's beautiful, you know? I think you would absolutely uh, love it, you know? Every- oh, I need to go. I really want to go with my dad. I mean, my dad is a lifelong Sox fan. Everything they say about it is true. I really wish I had talked Red Sox with your dad at the wedding. We didn't really get, we didn't get, I mean, you know. It is hard. Yeah, yeah. Everyone wants, you will meet, everyone wants a piece of the, the bride, the groom, and the parents, and yeah. And yeah. You'll, meet my, you'll meet my dad again. Um, I'm thinking about resurrecting an old uh, tradition that I had where I would invite some, like, male friends of mine out for, like, sushi and have my dad come. Cool. Yeah, he loves it. Like, he's, like, it's the most fun for him because he doesn't really, like, get to hang out with the boys that much anymore. Sure. And uh, 
and and he loves sushi. And I know someone else who loves sushi, and their name is her. I do love sushi. Yeah, so we could I take him to Hot Zoosh. Yeah, a little Hot Zoosh. Maybe uh, swing over to a, a pinball bar. Watch him play a little, and also play ourselves, but get him playing a little pinball. We did get a chance to ask him about his pinball prowess. Uh, for Oh, did you? Yeah, for our listeners. Uh, according to Ark, uh, Ark's father is world-class. Former... Former world champion. Former 70s, world champion 72. in the 70s. He was very modest about it. Well, he's a cool dude. What did he say? He just looked at me and he said, Arik is full of S. No, he did not. But he didn't say S. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. What did he say? <laughs> uh, he just said that was a long time ago. Yeah. He was, uh, he was yeah, I mean, deliriously happy. So he... Mm. I, uh, he that's awesome. He uh, He's still really good. Like, he's not... At his peak, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, from what he told me and what my mom told me, he had a crew like ours that would go out. And their goal, though, was to see how long they could play on one quarter. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. And and she claims that they would come back like eight hours later. So that's pretty intense. Um, I've, but... I got to a point where I could, I could go for uh, a couple hours on one credit on the uh, Star Wars table, but... Yeah, just getting the the the, the free games. And yeah, stuff. so he was he was doing that obviously pre uh, uh, LCD. But I mean, wh- when I when I got him into like some of the more modern tables, like he was definitely for a while he was texting me like, "When was your dad diagnosed of... with LCD?" I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was definitely sending me pictures of like uh, that. That joke might go over a lot of people's heads. Uh, pinball tables converted to uh, LCD displays in the 1980s, in the 90s. <laughs> 80s and 90s. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> he was like, I liked it though. Uh, he he would send me photos of his scores at the uh, pinball museum, uh-huh. and and I mean he was he was putting in work. You know, I mean he wasn't you know he wasn't necessarily you know world class level anymore, but he was still doing pretty damn well, especially for someone who had never played any of those tables and hadn't really played any serious pinball in a very very long time. So um, he still definitely still has the 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 innate you know whatever, but but definitely not. Sadly, at his uh, at his all time peak, but I still think it'd be really fun to get him over to over to the pinball spot and uh, and see what he what he can do. Yeah, that'd be a blast, man. Well, I love yeah, sushi and I love pinball, so I am uh, I'm on board. Right on. Count me in. Okay, cool. I bet I know someone else who from our friendship group who would be pretty into that. Who also lives near the sushi place. Yeah. So. Who was also at your yeah. wedding? Yeah. Who's also my wedding, and who also who has actually already been mentioned on this podcast today, and who and actually I also bet we could get uh, your delightful brother, who by the way, folks, I just want to let you know we wanted him tonight to continue talking about the playoffs, but he is a jerk yeah. who refused. We invited him back, but I'm sure he's uh, hanging out with his girlfriend. He's got stuff to do. Yeah. He wouldn't be. He didn't clarify what the stuff was. We, uh, you know, we are really uh, always kind of threading the needle with our schedule to get this podcast we are. done. It's true. When we started and Arik was unemployed, it was just kind of like... It's much easier. Hey, you want to record? Yeah, why not? Now it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always me, too. Like, I'll be honest with you folks out there, Herb is an excellent co-host who, who is extremely flexible with the fact that I am randomly not available. Well, I've, and, I have uh, no life. <laughs> and I really appreciate... Yeah, we both couldn't have my life right now or this would not be happening. Yeah. But um, I'm hoping that uh, now that everything's over uh, and the family left... Uh, and and I'm sad to see them go, but it should mean that I will have a slightly more stable, normal schedule coming up to to be able to get back to something a little bit more approaching uh, sanity for for my friend Herb. Well, we but should we? Uh, so, yeah, you should we get into it? I just want to know before we get into it. Uh, did yeah, you hear Yanni or Laurel? Ah, uh, okay. So I was just learning about this. So I initially heard Yanni. Uh huh. But I learned that it is 100% to do with what speakers or headphones you were listening to with combined with whatever your ear situation is. Because it's basically, basically on two frequencies. Yeah, but ba- basically if, you're, if the headphones and our speakers, and in my case it was a pretty crappy, you know, like phone level thing. Uh-huh. Um, if you're listening like that, basically if there's no bass, uh-huh. that's when you're going to hear Yanni. And if there's any bass at all, that's when you're going to hear Laurel. Cool. So if you're listening to it on on good headphones or good speakers or you just have the better ability to hear bass, I guess I don't know. Uh, you you or maybe you're older and you can't hear the treble. I don't know. You'll hear Laurel. Uh, I definitely heard Yanni. My wife heard Yanni. My sister-in-law heard Yanni. What did you hear? Uh, the first time I listened to it, I heard Laurel, hmm. and then um, I was watching a clip from Inside the NBA hmm. uh, on YouTube, which I think was pretty poor sound quality, and then I heard Yanni. 
They played it? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. that thing went crazy viral. So uh, someone made a really good point on, a, on another podcast that I, I, I listened to that um, this is super dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's like really fun. But the premise of this and the dress thing, if you remember, yeah. um, is the idea that we all it's, – it's two assumptions that people are making, both of which are very not true. The first assumption is that we're all looking and or listening to this with the same equipment. Sure, yeah. Which is not true at all. Uh, every speaker is going to sound different, and modern speakers do a crazy amount of processing that this can mess with. Uh-huh. Um, secondly, the assumption is that once we all do hear it the same out of the same stuff, we are all basically using the same physical apparatus, which is also super not true. Yeah. So uh, basically, this is like a Rashomon moment at best, where you can like learn that like truth is is completely uh, non-objective. Nothing is objective. Everything is subjective. Just deal with it. Always got to work in those pretentious movie references. Well, you know, I was, uh, I had my, uh, my, my, uh, I, I got to ask a pretentious movie question today at work. I was very proud. What was the question? The, I should, I'll tell you later. Ooh. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. so basketball. The last time we spoke, the Eastern, or sorry, the conference finals were, Imminence, but it had not begun. Had not begun, and we made some predictions that have so far not aged. We made some bold predictions. We thought we knew what we were talking about, and we acknowledge that we're we're always wrong. You bet against us every time. Yeah, and uh, and very very uh, pleasingly, uh, we for me at least, (laughs) we've been uh, completely wrong so far. Not completely wrong, but mostly wrong. Well, let's get into it. Can we start in the West? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely, because I would rather save your beloved series for a second anyway. That's exactly what I'm thinking, brother. Yeah, um, yeah I'm picking up what you're putting down. The Warriors-Rockets. Uh, so the first game, it kind of looked like everything that we expected was going to bear out. It was close for three quarters. Warriors ran away with it, won by 13 points. Um, seemed like it was going to be just another Warriors rump. But then uh, the Rockets came back with mostly the same game plan, um, just a little bit more of a willingness to kind of move the ball around, uh, and uh, they just completely shellacked them. Um, what what are your first impressions? So, to me, this has been a game of basically two quarters. Uh-huh. There's quarter three of the first game when the Warriors outscored the Rockets uh, by seven. Uh-huh. And they did as well in the fourth quarter, but but that really that seven point you know because it was like the Rockets were up by one after one, the Warriors were tied, they were tied at the half, uh-huh. and then and then just the Warriors came out in the third quarter, went up by seven and never let it go. Yeah, right. And then similarly, if you look at game uh, two, the Rockets won quarter one by five, but then they won, but then quarter three was like two point different, quarter four was like six point difference. Those are not big. Differences where the difference was was in quarter two, where the where the Rockets outscored the Warriors by nine. Hmm. So I, I would say that the, that both teams have gone on runs, and in both games, one team has just had one more run that wasn't really answered. Sure. Um, I think that uh, I watched both games. I think you did too. I was not able to watch the first one, uh, and then I didn't rewatch it because it was a blowout, and I just couldn't yeah. do that to myself. But you watched game two. I did. So, game two, I thought, was, was interesting. The Warriors were missing a ton of shots, similar, actually, to how the Rockets did. It was actually also similar in this effect, the respect where both teams kind of went cold from three for one of the two games. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could say that's great defense, but I don't think it was. Uh, and, um, you know, KD had a monster game in game two, but the rest of the team produced... I mean, Curry was okay, 16 points. The rest of the team after those two produced 16 points on 7 of 19 shooting, including 1 for 8 from 3. The rest of the team produced nothing. Yeah. The next highest scorer was was, uh, Clay Thompson with 8. So the um, the Clay Thompson's ineffectiveness is very surprising. Um, Yeah, because he, and especially because he was big game one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I think I'm not, to my mind, I'm not taking a ton away from this. I, I, I was not someone who thought this would be a sweep. Um, I I think that the the uh, both teams are going to come out fighting. I think the if, if I'm the Warriors, uh, I'm probably happy with a split in Houston. But um, and if I'm the Houston Rockets, I'm probably actually 
also pretty happy with a split in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I, I think both teams feel like they're in a good position and and and, and are going to win. And I have absolutely no idea who's going to win because after game one, like you said, we were saying like, oh, this is so boring. Like, yeah. it's going to be exactly it's going to be this walkover. And and then after game two, I'm going well. I I just don't know. Uh, I think it's going to actually be a long and an interesting series. But I have a feeling. You know how some series it's like a bunch of really close games maybe a couple overtimes last minute shots mm-hmm. it's like a legend i don't think this is going to be that kind of series i think it's going to be a trade-off of blowouts interesting um do you feel like the steph curry injury is affecting him oh sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's he's he said that and what they're doing is of course exploiting that to the best they can which is making him move laterally which if you've had a, an MCL sprain apparently is like the hardest thing to do. Yeah. So I think he definitely doesn't have his, you know, so much of his game is predicated on these, like his incredible ability to get, to find that space for that shot and anything. I mean, you know, it, it it's just a, it's a, um, it's a finely tuned system where if he loses even a little bit, it's why actually I, I, I think, you know, usually you say that shooters age pretty well uh-huh. uh, because you can't really, you're not going to lose the ability to shoot. And that'll be true for him as well, but he will really at some point have to transition to more of like a, a three and no D guy, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. Cause like he's using his elite level, uh, a- athletic ability and, and, uh, and, um, reflexes to get these shots off. And that's going to go away. At there's some point. there's and, losing your ability you know, to shoot. And then there's losing your ability to create your own shot, you know, create your own shot. Yeah. And what makes him so valuable is his otherworldly ability to create his own shot. Yeah. And, and that will at some point go away. So right now he doesn't have it right now. He has like a, very good ability to create his own shot, and that's not the same thing as otherworldly. What is interesting, though, is do we know if um, is 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 uh, Chris Paul okay? Because he left the game with kind of like a bandaged foot, but then I haven't really heard anything about it. I think he's okay. I think this is like one of those. Um, this is that time of year where everyone uh, is banged is up. banged up to some degree. So you think that if, if the game had been on the line, he probably would have come back. Um. Probably, yeah. Given that they would have gone down o two, I think so. But uh, that's okay. I, I I haven't heard any specifics. You know, we could I could sound like an idiot tomorrow when it turns out that his you know foot fell off. Yeah. So obviously, if any if there's any injuries to anyone, that that'll especially some that'll of that important. Swing, yeah, yeah, that'll swing a lot of this. Yeah. But but yeah, I um I'm glad I I I actually don't I I told you I really kind of hate both of these teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like. Like neither of them are interesting to me, and and I, that makes me an NBA snob, and I get that, and that's fine. But um, I, I I I've been called worse, <laughs> probably on this podcast. But um, so certainly as a result of this podcast. Uh, but I I just uh, I'm I'm happy that we'll at least get a series out of it, especially because uh, of what's going on on the other side. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just don't have any feel for it at this point. Uh, really, I mean, I. I I don't. Do you? Yeah, you know, I, so first of all, part of me is just, like, so uh, weary from constantly being wrong on this podcast that I just don't trust <laughs> my instincts anymore. Oh, me too, man. <laughs> just one of those seasons, though. I feel like, you, you know, when you're just sort of, like, a fan, you're talking with your friends, and you're like, oh, this is definitely going to happen, you just forget. You don't hold yourself accountable. And No, but this is all a record. Yeah, we're on record. And uh, we've been wrong about so much stuff. So we're learning, everybody. We're we're, we're honing our yeah. You know, like you, we're usually wrong. At this point, actually, you're all probably right all the time. Yeah. At, at this point, nothing would surprise me. You know, the Rockets won by 22. That's very impressive against a team like the Warriors. Um, yeah. They could reel off three straights. Sc- scoring 127 points against a, a really good defense is extremely impressive, and the Warriors have a great defense. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they've got it figured out. You know, maybe maybe they've made the adjustments they need to make, and they have a game plan. Yeah. And this is a team yeah. that was built to take down the Warriors, and maybe they're going to finally and they do it. Will. And yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. But at the same time, if the Warriors won the next three, that also would not surprise me whatsoever. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. Like it could go. We could get a sweep. Well, not a sweep. We could get three straight in either direction. We get a gentleman sweep in shocked. either direction. Yeah, and it would get not a gentleman be sweep exactly. And we could also get a seven-game series, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's wild. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. You know, I, people are saying like, "Oh, you know, thank God the Rockets won. We've got a series. The conference finals are finally interesting." And I'm not sure if I yeah. feel that way, but it might just be my own. 
That's you and me just not yeah. liking these teams. If if there was one of these teams was a different team, we'd be so in. But both of these games have been blowouts, and I I, I know I that's do the agree problem, with yeah. your point to an extent that they kind of were one in those like quarters. Um, but it it felt in each case it felt like the team that was in that won was in control for most of the game, for huge portions of the game for sure, especially game two because like. Um, I mean, in game one, it was a little more like the Rockets kept coming and the Warriors just weren't letting them get there. Yeah. In yeah. game two, it was more like, I mean, Houston was just, you could just tell early on, it was not the Warriors' night and it was Houston's night. Yeah. You know? And so we'll see. I'm really interested to see what happens whenever the hell they start playing, I don't know, Sunday or something. Yeah. For, for the, next, uh, the next Warriors <laughs> game is Sunday night. We had like a really bad confluence of lengths of series, and this kind of thing happens every year, but this is really annoying that there's no games for like days and days and days maybe it's good for everyone they all get healthy i don't know but it's uh it's kind of a pain four days without basketball is a long way it's a long time it's a long time that's uh i have something before we talk about the next series i have one more goofy thing to talk about do you want me to do it now or do you want me to wait till after the next series go ahead actually because there's actually one other thing uh semi-basketball related that we need to talk about so go ahead so okay so uh speaking of things to do when you have four days off of basketball Mm. Uh, I, 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 a DVD arrived at my house Uh huh. and it is a documentary from 1998 called Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows. And it is a, Brett the Hitman Heart. it is a documentary about Brett the Hitman Heart and his shocking betrayal, Montreal Screwjob by WWF owner Vince McMahon. Wow. And I know nothing about this and I'm so excited to learn. This seems kind of lowbrow for you. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Someone, I don't even remember who. Oh, I remember who. The chef at my friend's restaurant uh, recommended this, and I was like, that sounds awesome. Are you So, are you a uh, wrestling fan? Not really. I mean, like most children of, the, of our generation, I was a huge wrestling fan as a young person. Uh-huh. Uh, I had strong opinions about wrestling. Uh-huh. Um, and and I have since fallen off. I'm not I'm not one of those sort of like continuation fans. Um, but but this is like I remember Bret Hart obviously. Sure. And and I have a lot of nostalgia for my for the for wrestling. And like I really like the uh, especially the old school sort of like um, what do they call it the ephemera. And like I like learning about Andre the Giant. I like learning like I like all of the sort of like interesting stories. There's so many good stories because it's such a crazy thing who yeah who's your favorite wrestler of all time well you have to look at that i mean as a kid i was a hulkamaniac i'll just come out and say okay so i was absolutely obsessed with hulk hogan um i i was i i might have even sent him a card when he was in the hospital i can't remember but um like i i was such a hulkamaniac and like i can remember wrestlemania and 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 like just hating the ultimate warrior right (laughs) and like yeah it's crazy it's crazy to look back on it um, but, but I, there were like a lot of guys I was weirdly went through like phases with where I liked them. I was a huge Undertaker fan. Yep. Yep. He's one of the greatest. Cause he was, yeah. who's not, there's, that's one of the greatest costume and, and concept ideas of all time. Right. Yeah. That's why he um, was able to do it for 40 years. Well, it was two guys, right? Oh, was it really? Yeah. I think there's been two people who were called the Undertaker, I think. Uh, uh and then like, you know. I I was never you know just I, I just all the names like I was never a fan but like Ric Flair or um uh Money Man Ted DiBiase the Macho like, Man Macho Man Randy Savage of course Jake the Snake Roberts who I liked mm-hmm. a lot uh Rico Suave the Iron Sheik uh British Bulldog like who, all who of these the guys that were the spiked vests uh oh the are you talking about the NWA NWO guys no I thought they were WWF guys that wore that. Oh, and NWA was in WWF. Oh, maybe I maybe, maybe it was the New World Order. I uh, I clearly uh, am not as much of a wrestling yeah, not a huge wrestling fan. Uh, I That's love okay. uh, Roddy Piper for some of Roddy his, Roddy Piper for some of his film work. Yeah, I think They Live is a classic. That uh, oh, who's classic? Yeah, whose message gets stronger and stronger with each passing year. Um, yeah, I also think uh, you know. Big rock fan. He's America's sweetheart. 
yeah, so I, the, by the time The Rock showed up, I was way out. By the way, I said Rico Suave when I clearly meant Razor Ramon. I don't know what I was Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Rico Suave was just a song, but I don't know a lot about wrestling. So I was no, just no, like, no. Okay. It's a guy named Razor Ramon who always had like a toothpick in his mouth. And in my head somehow got <laughs> got a... <laughs> I, uh, I was a little... There was a huge uh, kind of, uh, at least where I was living, a swell of interests in what at the time was the WWF when like, the Rock and the Big Show and Steve Austin, those, you know, they were all kind of uh, uh, becoming very popular. And I went with my brother and our friend to a taping of Raw and we made signs uh, for The Rock and we got put on TV. That was pretty exciting. That's beautiful. And I don't uh, remember really anything else about that day. <laughs> there was a period at my last job uh-huh. where, where a, fr- a coworker of mine and I – without talking about it in a meeting decided to try to fit as many wrestling like wrestlers from the 80s and 90s into the conversation as we could before anyone would notice what we were doing that's great i guess <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if it's great or not but the impressive part was that we didn't discuss it yeah <sighs> right like we just did it yeah good for you <laughs> somehow we both knew what we were doing it's nerdy as hell i'm not defending the coolness of it i just like i am a little bit because i'm pr- i'm kind of proud it's but like that uh, one, uh, there's some weather guy for some local station somewhere that always mm. references fish songs oh god oh yeah i love that double standard it's like you just been talking about <laughs> wrestling for 10 minutes i mentioned fish and you get all snobby again i do not like fish that's fine Obviously, you different like people fish. are into different things. Not everything is for everybody. No, and but you like fish, and uh, I'm not. I'm know. not a. I'm not a fish fan. I worked for them once upon a time. You worked for them once yeah. for how long? Like two years. Did you meet them? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you know fish ca- casually. Uh, I doubt. There's one of them that might remember me, um, mm-hmm. and that's probably it. Okay, I have a, a friend who's a huge fish fan, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna name and drop you uh, to to him. When I so. when I worked for them, they had many many employees. It was like you know in Vermont, it was like working at uh, Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it is amazing to me that fish is basically like a r- real. In- I mean, not anymore, but they were like a real industry in Vermont. They were, yeah. And then they uh, decided that they were sick of doing all that, and they signed on with one of those big music management companies and fired everyone that worked for them. So I am not a fish fan, but uh, yeah, and you've been bitter ever since. But but I just don't like their music. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and I. By the way, I had a lot of friends growing up in the Northwest who were fish fans. Mm-hmm. So I have given them many chances. Uh-huh. They're just not for me. Did you I ever see them live? Like them? Uh, I don't. I might have. I don't remember. What I remember is like extremely notable. I know I went to like other jam bands with some of my friends. Uh, definitely went to some Dave Matthews band shows. Yeah, um, I I think it's definitely the way to see them, um, and it's the way to experience their music. I certainly have yeah. fond memories of the live shows to this day. Uh, the last time I saw them was maybe like five or six years ago. Um, mm-hmm. They're actually going to be in San Francisco on my birthday, and uh, I would go. Yeah, I, I was thinking about right. going. There's something else happening on my birthday too. Now that I think of it, though, oh, it's my bloody Valentine at the Fox Theater. Oh, that's I, I would much rather, much rather, rather go to. <laughs> but I think that's already sold out. <laughs> one way, by the way, one thing I think that they do right now. I, I learned this from uh, said friend. Uh, one thing I think they do that is brilliant is that you can buy a subscription pass to every tour they do. Yeah, they put out a live like 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 um, Pearl Jam once upon a time. Maybe they still do. They put out a live album for every show they play. Yep. And you can get those. You don't. He never goes and sees them live. I don't think. I'm sure he has. Yeah. But he doesn't go regularly. He just listens to every live album that comes out. Their, the devotion of some of their fans like really amazes me. They did their. Uh, it was like twelve nights at Halloween Madison Square thing, Garden right? or something like that. That's amazing. Yeah, they called it the Baker's Dozen. So maybe it was thirteen. It's something like that. And uh, I had a friend who couldn't go, but they live streamed it, and he like watched every show, and it was like a. It was a thing, you know. He had. A, you get a guitar and you get dressed up and you just like just watch it with his girlfriend every show. That's crazy. They do that thing where they play an entire other album on Halloween, right? Yes. And they're those so, performances are usually horrible. <laughs> Why are they horrible? They're just I mean, they do some fun covers. Um yeah. but generally they're not they're they're just like too much themselves. Like it's mostly just the singing. Like they they don't have great uh. voices and listening to them 
sing some butchered, is beloved really, song. Really tough. Yeah. So so the thing that's the thing about fish that, that that actually kind of bums me out. Yeah. And this is not is that there's so much about them that I think is cool. Uh huh. And then I just really really don't like their music, and and it just makes me sad because I would love to be a fish fan. I would say if you ever have an opportunity. Go see them. Yeah, it's the it's the the sort of the culture. It's the vibe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Their fans are extremely passionate. They're very friendly. No. I mean, they're a little yeah. weird, but I'm sure you can handle that. Um, I'm pretty good at handling weird. Yeah, and then musically, if you catch them on the right night, I mean, obviously they've been around for a long time. And they're all a little older, and their shows can be a little low energy sometimes. But uh, okay, that surprises me. If you catch them on the right night. And they're really kind of like fired up. Uh, it's, they still have magic. It's still uh, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's, it's magic, but it can be really. <laughs> it can be fun, you know. Uh, it can. How many can times do you think you've fun. seen them? Up, uh, probably, probably between like, like twenty and thirty. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you know, uh, when I was in high school, um, it was like it, you know, growing up in New England, it was just something yeah. that you did. Everyone, just a you thing. know, that was like a a, a rite of passage. Uh, sure. Uh, and then when I worked for them, obviously, and I was getting free tickets, I went and saw them a bunch. Uh, that's a nice perk. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, I I made a lot of friends because I had free tickets <laughs> to the fish shows. Uh, so I mean, I've been to more than one Dave Matthews Band show in my life, and I and I by the way, I really like the Grateful Dead uh-huh. in certain eras, and I and and I I've seen the I saw the Dead live with um, uh, Jerry Garcia, and that was a phenomenal experience. So I I, I mean, I do think that there is. Uh, I'm not. I'm not anti-jam band. Is my point? Sure. Uh, I Dave, just don't like fish Dave Matthews I, Band is more of a college rock band than a jam. Oh, band. for sure. And yeah. I'm not a Dave Matthews Band fan, but I, I, I enjoyed them with friends at like 15. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and so I'm not like pretending that I always. I'm, I'm, I'm not snobbing it up here and being like, oh, I would never. I came out of the womb listening to nothing but you know my bloody valentine which i did enjoy at the, actually at the same exact era but that's sure. not the point I, I liked both i've always liked both i just don't like fish and i i but i i totally see your point and and if offered the opportunity to go i would go you know we should see when it gets closer cuz I, I think they're doing three nights at bill graham yeah if you want to go I'm, I'm i'll go we should go to a show I'll go to any i'll go to almost any show with you my man oh thanks buddy we should try yeah. to see if we can get tickets for my bloody valentine we should definitely see if we can. It is on my yeah. birthday. Um, are we still planning on going to see the uh, theoretical? Are we still committed to going to see a finals game if a certain theoretical matchup were to materialize? Well, I mean, as long as it's not insane. Like, yeah, but yeah. I don't know what I don't know what your threshold is for this, but I'm I'm willing to go to some level. Yeah, let's not. I don't want to publicly discuss it, but yeah, I'm I'm willing to go to certain levels as well. No, no, we shouldn't discuss yeah. the level. I mean, that's why I said it that way. Um, I, I've got a threshold. Yeah, we should. Okay, cool. um, but we'll I also don't want to jinx. Uh, I don't want to jinx myself. Uh, well, speaking of which, should we dive into the other series? Well, before we do, I just want to quickly oh, go over okay. the draft, which isn't that oh, the interesting. Order of the draft. But I feel like it's it is. Well, it's a bot- basketball. Yeah, podcast, it's a huge NBA news it. story. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Phoenix won the draft. Cool. Sure I did. guess For the first time ever. Uh, Sacramento second, Atlanta third, then Memphis, Dallas, Orlando. Chicago is that the whole is the lottery to fourteen Chicago Cleveland Knicks Sixers Hornets Clippers Clippers Nuggets cool. that's the lottery. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's yeah. kind of funny about this to me is that the the two top teams are cursed franchises. So <laughs> how are they going to mess it up? And who's going to mess it up worse? Sacramento. I mean the Suns. The, well, for sure. That's, yeah. I, I was trying to create some drama. Yeah. But the the Suns have never had a number one pick. They haven't had a number one pick, and they've had a lot of talent go through that team, and uh, they tend to waste it. You know, obviously yep. they've got a couple of really, uh, really kind of good looking players right now, and they just are they the ones that just hired? Oh no, uh, Grizzlies hired Budenholzer. Who did Phoenix hire? No, no, no. The Budenholzer uh, the Bucks, was hired Bucks, sorry, by uh, by the Bucks. The Suns hired that uh, Serbian, Slovenian guy, Koskoskov, Koskoskov, Serbian. He's Serbian, not Slovenian. Kakoskov. Well, I don't have any faith in them, and uh, I feel bad no, for nobody has the any people who get drafted by those two teams. By the way, he was the head coach of the Slovenian men's national team, which is why I got that wrong. Ah, yeah. So anyway, that's the draft. Uh, any thoughts? <laughs> 
obviously, you did not. The Boston Celtics did not get the uh, Lakers pick this year. Boston has uh, they one pick the, in the entire draft this year, which is I know, but strange. next year you're going to have four. Yeah. <laughs> the Trailblazers are picking really low uh, for obvious reasons. 24th. It's because they're good. It's because they're good. It's, it is what it is. Uh, I'm, I, I'm assuming you saw the story that Luka Doncic doesn't even know if he's coming to the NBA next I year. I did see that, yeah. So I don't know what that's going to mean. Do you think but it's because he doesn't want to play in Phoenix? It could be. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know anything about college basketball. I've been trying to like learn a little bit. I've been listening to some podcasts, so I know that you know some a little bit of what's about to happen. But I don't know if Michael Porter Jr. or Mo Bamba or Luka Doncic or any of these players. I don't know who should be first or who whatever. I I'm curious to see. My, my for me, draft night is going to be all about the trades, yeah, and uh, and other things like that. I'm really excited uh, about that, uh, and. Uh, and so, so we will uh, we'll see what happens. But I don't have much to say about it yet. Yeah, I, I love it in a, a sense because, like you know, you have like these like fake stories. The NBA loves like putting up all these stories that like who reads Michael Porter Jr. I am the best player in the draft. Like, yeah, wow. cool, cool story. How many words you get out of that one? Yeah, like, everyone thinks they're the best player in the draft. Yeah, you sh- you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, not excited about tra- the Trey Young era. Speaking okay. of things that are exciting. Yeah. Uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot to say about this, so I'm just going to let you go. Man, I don't, you know, I, I'm so worried about stepping into a jinx, so I want to be really careful. Uh, I don't think it's over yet, I'll say that. Yeah, I don't think it's over yet either. Um, the Celtics were up 2 nothing. Uh They won the first game by 25 points, and then they won the second game by 13. After being down 7 at halftime and, and looking, you know, LeBron looked great. It's funny all the uh, all the pods and analysis. It was all oh LeBron, LeBron is going to be so LeBron in this next game. He's going to go for forty and have a triple double. And it's like he absolutely did that, and his team still lost by thirteen points. You know, um, oh yeah, he had the giant game two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Kevin Love still looks pretty decent. He had a. He had 17 in the first game with uh, five rebounds, uh, or no, sorry, uh, eight rebounds. Not great, not bad. And then in the second game, he had 22 and 15. Great game from Kevin Love. You know, if you told me in game two, LeBron's going to have 42, 10, and 12, and Kevin Love is going to have 22 and 15, I'd be like, well, at least we got one. You're going to lose, yeah. But then, you know, the rest of the team, uh, Besides Kyle Korver, who had 11 points off the bench in 21 minutes, the rest of the Cavs looked pretty awful. Um, Jeff Green, making the league minimum, probably not worth that. Jeff Green, man. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I saw that so there was a story on the Sonics uh, board that I'm part of about uh, Nick Collison retiring because uh-huh. he's kind of like the last like Sonic to retire yeah, in, in a certain way. Yeah, we talked about last week, but please. Yeah. And uh, there's a picture from that article of Jeff Green and Kevin Durant in their Sonics uniforms. The only two people, by the way, left in the league who ever wore one. And the picture is just an incredible blast from the past for me. Hmm. Jeff Green. I'll send it to you. I'm going to send it to you right yeah, now. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot that he was a uh, Sonic. He sure was. Look at this photo. <laughs> More great podcasting. Look at the photo. Oh, you're just like, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> that was like Look at three the photo. minutes. It's great. Oh, my they God. Just really the, badass. the confidence. Yes, the confidence in those uniforms were awful, by the way. But the confidence they were in Jeff really Green's good. face is so amazing. Well, uh, you know, he gets a bad what, rap. What could have been? He, he was he, Jeff Green is He's obviously had his a super inconsistent player, and he has been. He's had his career. moments. You're right. Sorry, what was that? He's had his moments, but both of us have had him on our team, and both of us have been pretty frustrated. Yeah, very frustrating, but he's he's a guy that people put a lot of expectation on, perhaps because he has these amazing games. I don't know. Um, he's not the only consistent one on the Cavs right now. Uh, no, 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 he's not. And that's why the Cavs aren't necessarily out of it. Like, they're going to go home. I mean, J.R. Smith scored zero points in the last game. Crazy. George Hill had three uh, again, besides Love, James, and uh, Corver, no one was in double digits. Uh, 
you got to think that you're going to get some better performances at home from the Cavs, and Boston hasn't really played that great on the road. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Boston. Uh, they they look really really good. It's kind of like the uh, this is what Danny Ainge has been trying to do, and when he kind of blew up the team last year after they had the best record in the East, uh, the sort of the stated mission was like we want. We think that the league is moving this direction where you need to have versatile defenders at all positions so you can switch everything. And that's exactly the kind of team that they've built, and it's working really well for them. That defense is is just great. You know, not everyone is great on everyone, and they do try to attack Rozier, um, but it doesn't really matter like everyone is is just completely locked in and communicating and then when you have you know the last game they started brown horford morris tatum and rosier and those besides rosier those other four guys are really comfortable guarding anyone on the floor so cleveland can't really use the pick and roll all that much you know and then on the other side of the floor cleveland just doesn't play defense and boston can just kind of have their way with them um i am a little concerned because they do still have stretches where they just can't score. Um, trying to uh, Let me see here. I mean, it really wasn't that bad, uh, I guess, in Game 2. It, it felt it felt like there were uh, stretch. I think there was like a four-minute stretch at one point where they didn't score. Um, but they, they uh, you know, had 23 in the first quarter, 25 in the second quarter, 36 in the third quarter to Cleveland's 22, um, and then 23 in the fourth quarter. Uh, they've, they've looked really good. Um, they're executing their plan. They're super versatile. And, uh, as a Celtics fan, it's been really fun to watch. And as an NBA fan, it's just so interesting to see a team like this be so successful this late in the postseason. Um, I can't believe the Celtics are two wins away from making the finals. If they do, it's, it's really I mean, I feel like the last three weeks, it's just been us going, wow, this is unbelievable. The Celtics just beat the Bucks. Who'd have thought? And then, oh, they just beat the Sixers. Wow, this is crazy. And it feels like we're, it's, it's just been this run that's constantly on the precipice of ending. And, and here they are again, you know, in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, two, two games up to nothing. They've got the most wins of anyone in the Conference Finals right now. It's <laughs> it really defies belief. Um, yeah, I'm just so proud of my guys. Uh, I'm trying to think about storylines in this series that people are talking about and whether or not they're interesting. Um, do you think that this uh, is going to... Some people are saying, oh, now LeBron is definitely going to leave. Do you, do you think that this has moved the needle at all for him? I feel like whatever his plan is has kind of already been. Yeah, I don't think he's. I mean, there's never really been any evidence that he's that kind of thinker. I think he's much more deliberate than that. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I will say this. It could, if he was kind of like having second thoughts based on some things. I mean, I think it would be more likely that a playoff run this year could get him to stay than that it could get him to leave. Uh huh. Like if it, let's say, and I don't think this is going to happen, especially because. Al Horford, Al Horford has been beasting, um, but let's say that that somehow the the Cavs come back, they win the next four, sure, make it to the finals, and they lose to the Rockets or the Warriors in somewhere between four and four games. Um, like, I think there's a chance he stays. Well, I I don't think the series is over. I think Cleveland can come back and win this, but there's totally they're well, not going to win four in a row. No. They're not, but let's just say, like, if that were to happen, like, my point is that if if they were to suddenly feel united and good, and he was kind of feeling good about it, I can totally see him say, staying. Yeah. Also, in some ways, I don't know how much he cares about the narrative, but there are narratives that make it easier and harder for him to leave. Sure. So if they lose to the Celtics in this round in four or five, it makes it really easy much, for him to leave. It's so easy for him to leave. He just says, "You know what? I set out. I." I Specifically said, I was only trying to get one. I, I ruined this team this for wasn't. years to come by getting that's them to yet. pay he, Tristan Thompson not, and Jared that's Smith. Not his, yeah. That's not his problem. But like, 
Uh, it's not uh, his problem, but it's his fault. Oh, totally. But he, there's no reason for him to care about that. So uh, uh, fans, the fans care about what happens after a star player leaves. The star player doesn't care. Right, sure. like he only cares about what happens when he's there. Yeah. Like it's not your responsibility to set up the franchise for twenty years after you're gone. I the whole like that's not your he job. Came back was because he loves Cleveland and the people. He of did, Cleveland. and he said he was going to win them one championship. They had not won a championship in fifty something years. So he did what he he went there to do, and we can hate on LeBron all we want, but he did what he went there to do, and I could totally see him leaving. I could see him say, staying if either the narrative becomes untenable or he just ends up having a really good time. You know, sure. Right now, that doesn't look very likely. So I would say he's probably leaving, but I don't think it's because of this. I think he was always probably yeah. leaving, and this just didn't uh, – nothing allowed him to – nothing stopped that. I think the fun – you know, the, the, the team has been able to get through based on LeBron's genius and and, and – Yeah, otherworldly play. Yeah, some really. some impressive performances from some of their other players, uh, particularly, yeah. you know, Kevin Love in the last round started to look like – It looked Love really again. good. Yeah. Looked really, really good. But this yeah. team has some serious, serious, serious flaws that were eventually going to be exposed in the playoffs. Uh, most people thought it would be in the next round. But uh, but aren't you happy that it looks like it's going to be potentially, possibly in this one? The, certainly so far, this really switchy uh, elite Celtics defense has, has made it very hard on them. Um, again, like that, that looks... I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Even if it doesn't go your way, ultimately... This is a really nice moment to have. Now, let me ask you this: If you think I'm, if you would feel the same way, because I'll, I'll, I'll sure. just say it straight up. Like, sure, yeah, go. For I it. want the Celtics to win this series, and I, more so than anything that they face so far, think they have no chance in a potential final finals matchup with either the Warriors or the right. Rockets. But right. I still want them to get there. Is that crazy? Yeah. Would you feel the same? No. Way? Yes. First of all, it's really, really fun to be in the finals. Yep. Second of all, it's incredible experience. Yep. You know. Third of all, you know. Listen, they don't have any chance until. Yeah. Something yeah. happens. You know. I never, never. There's never no chance. Yeah. Martin uh, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't blow up his spot because he'll be back on the pod probably, hopefully next week. He thinks they have a chance to win the finals. Well, he's somewhat more. Uh, Kool-Aid drinking than you are. Yeah. 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 He's a fan first. And, and an analyst second. An amateur well, podcaster second. Yeah, you gave that up when you uh, when you agreed to do this show. It's funny. Like, definitely part of, like, part of doing this has, like, I was thinking about this, like, during the Philly series, but, you know, I keep going to these games. It's like, you know, like, when, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of, uh, Something that doesn't make me sound like a sad sack. Whatever. <laughs> I just sound like the sad sack. If you think, like, a girl's going to break up with you, mm-hmm. so you just kind of, like, sabotage the relationship a little bit anyway, and then it's not like... Yeah, you're just like, let's end this choice. quicker. Yeah. Like, there's this part of me that has this, like, that kind of similar, like, armor around my heart with this, where I'm just like, ah, they're going to lose anyway. And I, I, I wish I had a little bit more of, like, Martin's approach towards these games, where he's like, yeah, let's go, you know? He just stopped short of painting his face green, you know? He just can't wait. And, like, I do love the Celtics, and I love watching these games. But, like, I, like, protect myself by, like, not getting, like, my hopes up. And I mean, you're going to be shocked to hear that I am the same way as you are. Ugh. And, I mean, I can tell you that even when the – even in that Seattle Super, super – Are you super, and your wife even, already having problems, Mark? Do you want to talk about <laughs> No, even in that Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl win. Uh-huh. I didn't. I was not feeling good about that win or confident about that win until like thirty-eight nothing with like four minutes. You know sure, what I mean? Like, sure, yeah. I we were up. He, there was a Broncos fan there who was getting mad at me because I he thought I was literally trolling him because I was so nervous. And he's like, "Why are you acting like this? You're you won. Like, stop making me feel bad." And I'm like, "I don't feel comfortable yet." Like, because every single thing in my Seattle fandom had told me we're gonna lose. Sure. Yeah, like I'm gonna. There's some awful way that I'm gonna get punched in the face. Which happens. Some ref time, is but... gonna run out and say Russell Wilson tested positive for steroids. Yeah, steroids. in the middle of the game, yeah. other team wins. Like you know what I mean? Like just something bad is gonna happen, and we're not gonna win. And I mean that is usually the case. That one glorious day, and this is why I still watch it sometimes. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. And so uh, to, to go back to basketball. Yeah. Um, 
Did you think that uh, J.R. Smith's push on Al Horford was just a flagrant one? Do you think they called that right? No. No, I don't. I, I and, I, and I'll say well, I, the reason why is for the same reason that whoever the commentator was said it. I, I forget who it was now. Um, I mean, obviously that's the rule and that's fine, but that is such an awful play. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to stop them from scoring, just wrap them up. Yeah. Like don't push them. That it is so likely to result in injury, and and I just don't support that. So I, I just don't undercut people when they're under. Don't. Try to put your foot out. Don't push people when they're in the air. Don't push people in the back when they can't see where you're coming. These are giant people. I couldn't. I couldn't like, believe that he did that. I mean, I could because yeah. he's. Well, I totally could. It's heck, Smith, but like, but... I, I, I was just kind of like, wow, because he's done yeah. this stuff before, especially in the playoffs. Um, man, I really hate J.R. Smith. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people do right now. If you're the Cavs, if you're, let's say you're a Cavs fan. Um, you've had a number of players uh, underperform. Like, who who do you think needs to kind of wake up? Like, who, like, who can help turn the series for them? Just for the Cavs? Yeah. Uh, um, their starting point guard had one assist and three points. I mean, George Hill obviously needs to play better. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, Everyone on the Cavaliers that's not the two guys sure. needs needs to play better. I mean, it's 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 kind of hard to. I mean, their their team is so terrible. But like, you know, I would say, you know, tr- you get what you can out of Tristan Thompson. It's amazing. Corver played pretty well. He's gonna have to play better. Hood, Green, Nance, George Hill, J.R. Smith, somebody. I mean, basically, they just need like one, maybe two more people to just give them. Something. Yeah. Maybe play. Maybe start Chetty Osman at this point. Like I don't, I don't know what to do really. But I mean, it the two man game is not getting it done. So uh, uh, I mean, uh, like it was. I mean, the last game was ridiculously uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, LeBron James had forty two, twelve, and ten. Yeah. And Kevin Love had twenty two, fifteen. Like you said, and the next leading scorer was Corver with eleven. So we're going to cut him a little slack, although he did nothing else on the floor. I mean, Corver's uh, thirty seven years old. He's older yeah. than us. Like, yeah. I, and then I'll Tristan Thompson slack, yeah. with eight points. Like, George Hill had three. Josh Smith, J.R. Smith, Josh Smith, J.R. Smith had zero. Nance Jr. zero. Green six. Osman zero in two minutes. Calderon zero in two minutes. Maybe play Jose Calderon. Who knows? I don't know. Mix it up. Like, but Rodney Hood played eleven minutes, scored two points. Maybe play you know? Jose Calderon. <laughs> I mean, if that's you know if that's the point we get to, your season's looking pretty dire. It's but bad. J.R. Smith cannot play. J.R. Smith went zero for seven, zero for four on threes, had three rebounds, one assist, two fouls, like. It's bad, and and the thing is, but the thing is, like other than James and Love, I mean, who, who do you even? I mean, they in the first couple of rounds they got really surprising games from Thompson and Smith and Hill uh-huh. and Corver. Uh, one of those guys has to step up and have a big night. And I mean, right now the way that Tatum's playing, I mean, that actually that's the craziest thing about that game is that Jalen Brown had a really good game. Tatum didn't didn't have a really great game, and no one on the Celtics had a huge game like. That in that win, I mean, it's crazy. Like nobody, the 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 top. I mean, Horford had a fifteen and ten. That's cool. Yeah, like yeah, that's fine. you know what I mean. Marcus Morris had twelve. Tatum and and had at eleven points. Rozier had eighteen, and and Jalen Brown had twenty three. Like nobody, you know, and Shane, and Marcus Smart had eleven. Nobody, you know, it wasn't like I mean, no one had a LeBron level game. No one had to come close. Yeah. They had a balanced attack led by a, just a very even. Everyone played team. I mean, I think that that's exactly the kryptonite of uh, of this uh, Cavs team, and and, and so I, I, I can't don't believe know that Greg Monroe play. only played six minutes in that last game. Yeah, I, that to actually me, it felt the, like he was out the there card for five play. hours. Play Greg Monroe. Try to mix it up. I mean, if if you're Ty Lue at, at some point, I mean, you, you got to come out and do something different. Having said that. Uh, if you think about it in terms of a, 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 a traditional NBA series, all that has happened here is the home team won yep. their first two games. Yep. So until the Cavs lose in Cleveland, I'm not ready to call this over. But, like, I mean, nobody's predicting. I mean, I predicted the Cavs in five, and obviously that was dumb. So, you know, I mean, you got to bet on the King till he loses, but this does seem like it's when it's going to happen right now. But then again, in another week when we're talking again, we might look dumb again. Yeah, no, it so, could be. 
All you know. tied up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's been, that's all I really have to say. It's been fun. Um, uh, yeah. Despite the fact that the Western Conference Finals is two teams that I really don't enjoy watch playing. Um, I guess the fact that it's competitive is cool. Uh, as of right now, it's competitive. And then, yeah, this Eastern Conference Finals, it's been a real... It's been a real gift, you know. Um, so yeah, I hope uh, I hope other people are enjoying it as much as I am. I'm just really happy for you, and uh, I had a really great time watching the game with you and your brother. That was a blast. Yeah, that was yeah, a blast. Was a uh, hopefully, we can catch another one sometime. Um, I'm sure we will. I'm very excited. Can't wait. Maybe we'll catch one at the old Oracle. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. But that all said, I know you've got a lot of cleaning to do. I do. And uh, I have uh, some training in the morning, early, so I guess we should probably uh, probably wrap this up. Yeah, it was a good one, though. It was I a good one. This. I can't wait yeah. to uh, can't wait to get hear all the feedback, all the fan yeah. mail. Well, I know the listeners love hearing about our our success, but I will say that we are on the rise. So thank you, everybody. This is uh, I feel like we're st- we're actually fin- finally starting to find a little bit more of an audience. Our, our subscriber numbers are up. Our listens are up. Sweet. We, are, we, we couldn't be happier. That's so great. Um, to all yeah. our new listeners, welcome. Don't bother listening to the early episodes because they're no, terrible. No, really don't. <laughs> they're, they're awful. We're getting better as we go. And thank you all so much. Cool. Uh, well, that yeah. all said, everyone, be safe. Have a great week. And we'll see you on the other side.